0: Three, two, one. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash on WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks and 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan, WRHZ. Uh, I'm John Goldman and here with my co-host, Adam Conley. Hello. How you doing, man? What's going on? It's been a couple weeks since (laughs) we uh, sat in our chairs here. Uh, We uh, are underwritten by Harbor country hydroponics based out of new buffalo michigan uh for everything you need to grow your own secret stash and we are fortunate enough to be here with our special guests adam please introduce uh,
1: him. Uh, our good friends jared and dom from warren dunes hello, Ooh, woo. hello.
0: <laughs> warren dunes the band yes. not the uh state park and uh it, it, actually, you guys are out of Seattle, Washington now, right? Uh, yeah. Grew up in New Buffalo, but out of Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Great to have you guys in the studio. And, um, you know, we had a chance to, I had a chance to listen to some of your music over the last couple of days when Adam let me know that you guys were going to be in town. And uh, awesome, actually. <laughs> Thanks. Really Thanks. fun. Thanks. And, you know, it's got all kinds of different You know, genre busting kind of stuff. It's, you know, it doesn't sort of lie in any kind of one type of music, and I've been really enjoying it. So, uh, we started playing that uh, that song, Crosstown Villain, and what I want to do is uh, play the whole thing for everybody, and then we can come back and talk with Jared and Dominic and uh, see where we are. Here we go Crosstown Villain, Warren Dunes on Johnny's Secret Stash. We're back, and we're here with uh, Jared and Dominic Cortez from the band Warren Dunes, based out of Seattle, Washington. You guys are from here. How did you end up in Seattle?
2: Uh, this is Jared talking. I um, I moved there there first uh, out of uh, out of college. I went to college at Columbia College in Chicago, and uh, Chicago is a, a really great city, but it was it was a li- I think it was a little bit too big for me. Um, and I just, I just didn't, I wanted to make art, but I, I just didn't feel like I was able to do it there in the capacity that I was hoping. And just, uh, I just wasn't able to like get in touch. Um, I, like, you know, the, the, the creative energy wasn't flowing through me like I was hoping. So I just needed a change. And I had a buddy that lived in Yakima, Washington, which is probably about two miles outside of Seattle. And you just... I visited him a couple times, and we'd go into the city, and it's just really green there. And uh, there's mountains surrounding the city, and there's a lot of water, like there is here. So it felt familiar in in a way, and I was like, "I'm gonna give this a try." Um, So I went out there, and um, I really liked it. And then these guy, and then Dom visited me a couple times, and basically, kind of had the same story, except you had
3: incorrect. (laughs) Except I also was like, oh yeah. Yeah, go ahead, you can tell that. Yeah, I had a much different story. I went to school in South Carolina, did that for two years, needed a break, did an AmeriCorps program, and I wanted to um, be near Jared, because Seattle has always been kind of a a mecca for, I think, both of us, um, being such fans of the grunge scene. So I did an AmeriCorps out in Seattle, and I immediately started playing in Jared's band, and two weeks after moving there, I met Julia, our lead singer, and then I st- immediately started playing in her band as well. So we did that for a year. I went back to school after my Americorps program. Liked school, but just decided that the, um, you know Jared and Julia were were the people I wanted to be making music with, being creative with. And so I moved out uh, ten years ago now, and uh, haven't really looked back. That's awesome, where we are.
0: nice. Uh, and so you guys grew up in New Buffalo, New Buffalo High School. Mm-hmm. Is that where you guys the, went? What's yeah. the age difference with you guys? Uh, we're seven years apart.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. So I went to the old new Buffalo high school yeah. <laughs> and then the year after I graduated, they built the new one and Dom got to add all the Go benefits there. of yeah. that. So yeah. I, yeah, I think it's through that experience, I learned that there's like cycles in cities as far as with uh, their schools and like you get a new one and then it slowly deteriorates and people <laughs> move away <laughs> and then funding is not as good. And then, then the city's like, I think we should do something about this. And then they, you know, the, what, what is it called, like a bond or a living? Yeah, so yeah
0: that, something like that, right. And then they, they
2: get a bunch of money, and they build a new one, and then all the kids that were around then get this amazing experience. And it's So I think it, I was yeah. on the bottom end of that cycle, and Dom was on the top end. Of that. I, <laughs> so I hadn't so it,
0: really yeah. thought about that before, <laughs> that kind of, you know, like curve, that, you know, a sine wave of uh, – of, uh, the high school happiness or high school <laughs> coolness i guess or
2: just the resources the kids yeah get, yeah. The re- yeah yeah we had very different experiences in the city I, <laughs> I'd, I'd say
0: <laughs> and uh so you know the story is you guys named your band after warren dunes because that was a, a place that you like to go and uh how did it, how did that come about naming the band warren dunes
2: so we were uh, so dom mentioned that he Played um, with Julia, who's who's my wife, in uh, their band, um, and we. And then Dom also played with me in a band, which is uh, uh, called Electric No No now. Um, and we've always Julia and I have always kept our projects separate. Um, you know, being married and like living together, obviously, and uh, now we have a son together and whatnot. We just wanted something that we could have for ourselves, and um, we were just really big fans of each other's work too and that's fun um when you're in a band together it's it's a little bit different so we've always kind of kept that separate but then um probably about two years two and a half years ago uh i think i can't remember exactly what happened but we just it just seemed like it was it was a time like some things had changed and it seemed like it would be something that was really fun and uh, we'd done a couple projects together. Oh, Julia helped produce one of uh, Electric Nono's records, and it was really fun working together. And like, we kind of complimented each other in different ways. So uh, we we're like, I think this would be really great. Um, and uh, we were kind of looking for a, a fresh sound too. Um, and uh, our son really liked Harry Belafonte. Yeah. He was very young. <laughs> so we were introduced to this new this artist that we hadn't. We knew who he was, but hadn't like spent a lot of time with. And we we're like, this is amazing. These are amazing pop songs, and it was kind of, like, you know, he, he, really polyrhythmic. And then, you know, he was a really interesting guy in general. So we kind of took that as the inspiration. Um, and then, being from here, Warren Dunes was like a really special <coughs> beach place to us. Um, so it kind of seemed like it fit the spirit of what we were going for.
0: Right, right. And uh, is it meant to be reminiscent of the Midwest, or is it? Uh, the I mean, I mean the name as a sort of salute back to where you're from or was it the kind of thing where it was this uh you know no one really recognized it and so it had its own mysticism uh, you know going that route when you're in Seattle
2: uh, I think all, for me all I think all of those things um but it's also I don't know I, I I should know this but I don't know if it's it's something that people out here do with bands but it, it's kind of a thing to, like, name your band after places in in Seattle. It's like an, in, kind of an indie rock tradition. Soundgarden. Yeah, Soundgarden mm. is, a, is a park in Seattle, and then Sleater Kenny is a place in Seattle. And Golden then Gardens. Golden Gardens is an indie band that we, that, you know, and yeah. then there's another band called Ravenna Park, which is another great Ravenna place. Ravenna Woods. Oh, Ravenna, sorry, Ravenna <laughs> Woods. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a, a tradition in Seattle to do that, so it felt like a really easy thing to do. I don't know. What I, I, meant. I just
3: feel like the, the name kind of uh, the part kind of captures the spirit of what our music is kind of going for in a lot of different senses. The experiences, based off the experiences that we've had there um, with our friends or just sitting alone on a dune watching the sun go down or being in the water, you know, all those can be wrapped up on the the sound that I think we were going for and so it was an easy decision when we laid the final contestants for the names you know we had them on a, a note cards and it was like this is kind of what we're trying to do it kind of it just fed right into it so
2: it was it was an easy go for us i think it did cool. feel good to know that that people back home would probably would appreciate the gesture as well because i yeah. i mean we oh. all uh, i i grew up with with adam and um we that was a really special place for all of us so i think that was also a way for us to say hey we remember all those, you know. We live in Seattle now, but yeah. And being this proud is a big of part of our lives and being yeah. proud of
3: where we came from and what what it has to offer—that feels good too. Yeah, to be able to put that in people's minds, introduce them to it.
0: And uh, growing up, did you guys play instruments? You know, what uh, what kind of musical experiences did you have in high school and college before you went out to Seattle? So
2: I, th- I think the biggest influence from day one is just that our, our parents. Um, were, were very, um, involved in the, uh, I think it's called the Charismatic Renewal in the 70s or the 80s, and they were in a band that, like, traveled around, like, they were basically touring musicians for this, um, ministry or, or whatever, I, I, I don't know exactly what it what it is. It, I was it's
0: religious based, and but, it was religious. Yeah, they did it through music. They yeah, I was very young. Became spiritual and through like their music.
2: Yeah, so to me, it was just like another thing we had to do. So I don't know if I'm giving it doing it justice of what it actually was, but um, music was a huge part of that. And like the idea of like playing music, and they practiced like two times a week, and like would do their performances, and then perform at church and whatnot. It just was like, oh, I guess this is what people do. So like we were just like yeah give me a, yeah you know there's music instruments all all around and then uh we kind of have a di- had a different experience with how we came into like taking music seriously um I think that's that, that that's that was how it came about for me how about you
3: Yeah uh music was definitely all around I had a choice growing up with the radio it was Christian station music or the oldies so you know we just fluctuated in between that and um my mom and I would sing along together and then as soon as I, you know, I, I, I don't know that I discovered drums, but just felt a felt rhythm and, and was banging on stuff. And then a friend's mom offered me their drum set because they weren't using it. And at the same time, my buddy Ryan said, hey, I, I've got a guitar. My dad said I could have his guitar. And we we're like, cool. So we just started plunking it out in the basement and, you know, just brought more friends on and we just learned. And it was, it was a really neat, organic experience. You know, yeah.
0: Jared, and you play guitar?
2: I do, yeah. I, I started off by um, taking formal piano lessons. So that was my first instrument is mm-hmm. piano. Um, and then guitar was kind of like my rebellion kind of thing. Like, I don't want to practice scales. I want to just play something yeah. know, <laughs> Give me that guitar. <laughs> um, but then I think... I think... I, I don't want to... I think you, we... Me I and think
0: my, growing up guitars I think I was a big influence at on at. you, <laughs> You what? I <laughs>
2: said I think I was also a big influence on you You absolutely were absolutely. Like You got to listen to way cooler music than I did Totally that, that, <laughs> yeah. mine,
3: mine was a Your short story Your parents evolved by then Yeah, well ma- not so much but they were around to like help me through that period like no, you gotta listen to this and I was, listen yeah, we, to had, we had
2: an older brother who was also really uh, is a music file Yeah, yeah He was, He doesn't play instruments That's helpful
0: but, Yeah It's
3: super And then, But he
0: liked a lot of different bands and stuff cr- of.
3: Totally. And credit to my parents. I mean, they always let us bring music into the house. And I can remember just playing on days on end with our, our friends and them just being like, hey, you want popcorn? Oh, can you turn down just a little bit? Yeah. Like, we're going on four hours. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that.
0: Encouraging. And uh, did you play in bands when you were in high school, when you were still here?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um,
0: any any that uh, recorded music or played around? or,
2: I... Dom much more than me. We we were mostly a garage band. Uh, we did do a couple of shows. I was in a band called Munchie's Wheelchair. Um, another one called Weekdays. Uh, not in high school. Oh, high school. Yeah, another another one called Weekdays, but it was W E E W E A K D A D A Z E. Like we thought we were really good. <laughs> so you know, yeah, yeah there's a great. A great kind of like um incubate th- this is a great incubator for anybody who wanted to you know take music seriously because uh there was definitely a community amongst the kids of just supporting each other like and and it's so crazy living in a big city now and like and I, I teach guitar in Seattle too and just seeing how city kids do it I mean I don't I I guess it's not fair of me to say all city kids but they do, the kids that I teach definitely do not have the community that we had growing up yeah. So I feel very lucky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a point in t- just a, p- a point in time, or I don't know if kids do that it's still here, but, yeah, we just played under any, any chance we got. Any bridge with good acoustics, we would all go hang out down there and play acoustic songs. Everybody wrote their own songs. You know, we were just like, uh, there wasn't a lot of venues to play, but a lot of, there was a lot of you know bands that would just practice in their garage and play every talent show and stuff or like that. Or play some party in a field yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
0: I think that is peculiar to this area uh, or particular to this area that there's, uh, you know, just sort of this big uh, natural ability to get together with your friends and play. And and, uh, a lot of people doing that that grew up being able to play music or uh, had the time to learn how to play music. I mean, I, I did notice that as kind of a little bit of an outsider coming in and. And seeing, you know, like for instance, Adam, you know, you, yeah, he's you, uh, an <laughs> unbelievable guitar, guitar player and, you know, uh, had opportunities to just be able to jam with people. Yeah. And
1: there's nothing else to do either. Or <laughs> or I, I think that that actually I might, th- yeah, yeah, I, I, I that's that definitely was crossed my mind too. A, a, an advantage too because it was like, yeah, nothing, you know, you have eight hours to sit around and just. Screw around and you know, Especially And not, long a lot of ton of,
3: not a ton of critics either you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just like hyped on each other yeah that's really encouraging and that's what oh, really cool.
2: yeah. you need to like get started i mean yeah, Dom, right. and dom's and dom's a little younger than me but you guys put together like an entire scene that we i don't even think we had like uh-huh. we do we you just more like just learn how to play mm-hmm. teach each other like like i said but you guys had like an entire community and and scenes and like
3: yeah, I played in a small band called uh, Line to Jennifer in high school with some buddies, and we were very fortunate to have just the right connections. Um, it used to be called Benny's in Michigan City. Yep. Now yeah, now it's called yeah. something else. Um, but their owner was a kid we went to school with, and they let us just have the basement to ourselves. And uh, this guy Tim Bauer, who's still doing shows in the scene, in the scene, and doing everything he can for local music. Uh, he's based out of Michigan City um he kind of just brought his PA down there and we all got together and slowly but surely you know but we, we packed it with like 150 kids every every other weekend and we made just a fun thing for us to do to be together and so again that lack of nothing to do super supportive and um just really into playing music it all just came together and gave
0: you the, the passion yeah. and the momentum and and all that did uh Dominic did you uh take drum lessons uh, or is it just uh school hard knocks kind of
3: yeah just... pretty pretty much self taught um and then there there have been moments where I've taken a few lessons I took lessons for a year with a guy named Bill Nix out of South Bend who's a drummer for Junior Walker and the All-Stars mm-hmm. so he kind of helped me build like a soul feel he helped me with my feel in general um he turned me on to Aretha Franklin and and I learned a lot through that and then I've taken A lesson here or there just to like every so often you know you you reach a wall and you're like i gotta i gotta break through that and you hire someone who's amazing and they help you so yeah here and there but pretty much just doing it you know yeah and yeah that's felt good for
2: me everybody has their own path for sure
0: do either of you write music uh write the songs for your band
2: yeah julia julia and i are co-songwriters um so well i i'd say she probably being the lead singer she I, she's probably the main songwriter um but we definitely like work off of each other um i'll come in with a, a, a an idea or, or a couple of progressions and say hey, i was thinking about this um and then she'll like try to try to add something to it and then we're like see if it hits us you know in a certain way um and then there's that point where and admittedly this is just basically like who has time to do it but we just say somebody has to take this and like develop this idea because um, you know I don't, I don't know do you write songs or
0: uh no so <laughs> quick so, no <laughs>
2: so, so like to fine-tune something it's really hard to do that out with everybody you know yeah. just somebody has to sit down and just like figure out the the fine details of a song so Usually that's her, but I I do from time to time do that, and and again it's just really because she's the lead singer, and um, I think we we both agree that like vocals are a really important part of the song, so you want most things in most songs everything to serve the vocals, so that's a lot easier to do if you know what the vocals are going to be. Yeah. Um, so she's usually the one that will take it and uh, and to its final kind of. Um, manifestation until before we bring it to the dominant and everybody works it out. So it's a multi tier process, but, right. um, we can, we can, right now we're considering this a co songwriter uh, uh-huh.
0: project. <laughs> oh, all right. Good. And uh, for your f- first EP, is this your first EP the welcome to Warren? It Dins? is. Yep. Okay. Um, you've had prior releases of singles and stuff like that. I think
2: all of those are from the EP. so we released a couple singles before the ep oh and then we did a live one with adam oh yeah that's a single yeah i guess we did release that one so that we did that was that was just a live a live take Uh it's called a song called what did you find out there's a i don't know if you were able to see any of the the videos but uh check it out if you want to see what we look like live or (laughs) whatever but yeah that one's not on the record
0: it's okay, it's not on the record and it's not on Spotify. No,
2: yeah, but that's just that's not a studio uh recording. That's just a live oh, okay. recording, gotcha.
0: But even uh, running for cover, come find me, both of those are on the EP, but those were earlier releases. Those released. were
2: just singles that were released before the yeah. EP came out. Um that's yeah, I don't this is kind of businessy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. That's just, that's just how you do it nowadays. Yeah, yeah, Sp- yeah, Spotify encourages you to do that. So m- many Oh, is just, that how it goes that they Yeah. Uh, you know, push like for it, that kind of thing. Yeah, to like how you spread it to out to a little bit. Radio, maybe. and you'd hear a song off the record before it came out. Yes, that's, that's kind of right. the idea, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we're here with uh, Jared and Dominic uh, Cortez from the band uh, Warren Dunes from Seattle, and Julie Massey is uh, the third member of your band and jared's wife and the lead singer of the band mm-hmm. does julia play any instruments as well
2: she does she does a lot um so julia with one hand plays all the piano parts <laughs> and with her other plan she play, hand, she plays the bass synth, synth parts she's Man. the bass player and the piano uh-huh. player and the lead singer unbelievable yeah so she she does a lot
0: and you guys um it sounds like you focus on your live music experiences that's primarily what you guys do and then you are also developing the um studio versions of your songs and stuff. Is that fair to say?
2: Um
3: I would say it's a little bit more balanced than that. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we 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 work out these songs so much before we put them on record that the definitely the sh- live shows help us sharpen those songs and really hear what they sound like to other people and see what which ones go off well and then and then we're able to decide which one goes on record because you know that's that's the thing that, that will be there forever, you know. Yeah. Sure. Um so I, I think both have their own their own arena and their own value. But I, I would I would say we value both equally. Yeah.
0: So let's listen to a song from uh Welcome to Warren Dunes. Uh that came out just in April of this year, the the actual EP, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, April nineteenth, I think. Yep. And um, so, uh, which song would you want me to play?
2: Well, we have a um, we released a remix of a song yesterday uh, called "Learning It All Again." So maybe we can hear the the non-remixed version of that. Great. Okay. Um, so anybody who wanted, who is checking out the new one, they'll know what what the original version sounds like.
0: Cool. All right, "Learning It All Again," and uh, here's Warren Dunes. Uh, And you're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. I'm John Goldman here with Adam Conley. And uh, we're on WRHC 106.7 FM and WRHZ 93.5 out of Three Oaks, Michigan and Sawyer, Michigan. Here we go. Learning it all again. Warren Dunes. Warren Dunes, learning it all again. Um, and we were talking during the song about, uh, you know, kind of the origins of that song. So uh, this is one that Julia brought some of the lyrics to the song, to the table, I guess I should say. Um, and so what's your, you know, what's the song about?
2: Um, so so this song is about uh, the book by Herman Hesse called uh, Siddharth- Siddhartha and um it's about uh buddha who who was, his original name was siddhartha for anybody that doesn't know that um and it you know just basically tells his story and and learns how he came to the conclusions that shaped the buddhist religion um so you know uh, you know taking care of people and uh meditation and you know and um basically Suffering and how to get through that. And I think the main the main points. Have you read it, John or Adam? Um, I read it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've th- not read it, but
2: I think the main points are that every human suffers, and how to use that suffering to reach enlightenment is is kind of the main theme of the book. Um, and Julia had read that at a really young age, and this song is actually about her rediscovering that book, and and um, and learning that those. Lessons were still relevant to what what she was experiencing at this new new part of her life And uh, she said that that was you know, just an experience that really moved her um, And uh, and gave you know renewed her energy um, it, It's maybe some things that she was looking for at that time
0: So with that song did she come to the table with all the lyrics in place or just the idea? And then you guys work together to create the lyrics and the music together
2: uh, no, with with that one, the music was there first, and Julia, um, you know, uh, wrote the melody and the, and the lyrics after the fact. Okay. Um, so that ma- so that was one that we wrote together. I think that was one of the very first songs we wrote. So what would have happened at that time? We call those our basement sessions. Uh, when we first started the band, Julia and I would go into our basement every night, and then one of us, whether it be just a little rhythm or a progression, uh, we're like, "Hey, I got this," and then. We just build on it like really organically from that point, and they're like, "Yeah, that can be a song," and then we go to that point where I mentioned before: where, "Okay, now turn this into a song."
0: <laughs> so, when you guys are writing, how do you know that the song is done? You know, do you ever get to a point where you, you finish a song and you're like, you know what? I think it needs to have this kind of rhythm to it instead, or um, you know, I, we need to change up uh, the chorus or something like that.
2: Well, Dom is a huge part of of that process, part of the process. So, I'll let you go ahead and.
3: Yeah, I I would say that um, there is always an element before we we feel good about a song where the three of us work very together um, compositionally to put the song together, and we we won't really let it out of the box until we're pretty comfortable with it, Um, but even then, you know, that's when we take it on the road and play it live and try to hear those parts, and I record pretty much everything we do um so i can listen to it and we can kind of feel it out and see what works and see what's not working um but it's a it's a it's not a short process to get that final version you know the the inspiration might be there where we can build a song but to put it all together and be like it's done done it can take a long time sometimes weeks sometimes months um and it's just like shaping those little things and listening and and thinking about it and uh having it come together from that place so after that initial inspiration it's a little bit of a process but that's what we feel like makes the best song too
2: yeah i'm always looking for a feeling like i just have this feeling like i know when i feel really content with something and it's hard to like put into words but i'm like yes I, i can recognize it when it happens I'm like, yep, that's it. And sometimes
3: we'll table sections of a song and be like, we know that's not the finished thing, but it's going to work for now until something, just a light bulb goes on and be like, that's it, got it.
0: Yeah. And uh, so what would you call the genre of music? Uh, Independent, alternative. I know you guys on your website call it uh, postmodern beach music from the Pacific Northwest. Pop art, indie pop, art rock, psych. Tropicalia. It's I, it's awesome.
2: <laughs> I, I think I think I think indie pop is the one that we were we were originally going for, but then those are just quotes that people have written about it. So oh, yeah. but but that's been my, my a, f-
0: you know, containerize it or limit it by even naming it something. But
2: No, we uh, we want we want
3: people to name it and, and like have a relationship with it that makes sense to them. I think what we're going for as a band, um And consciously is being as uh, broad as we can with describing it. Because everybody's going to listen to it a different way. Everybody's going to have a different attitude. Everybody's going to have a different emotional reaction to it, you know, depending on where you are. You're sitting in a basement. You're in a car, you know. And then that shapes how you digest the music. And then you're able to put a label that works for you. And that takes a lot of pressure off us, too, because... Our music, it, music in general for anybody who's writing songs is something so personal. It's hard
2: to like put in a box. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah and I, I misspoke. Is that alternative pop is the one that I think we, we originally were just labeling it. Uh-huh. I think that kind of leads it, kind of makes it, it's kind of general. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is poppy. There's going to be hooks, but you know, um, it's not going to be like Katy Perry pop and whatnot. So Yeah. And then, then the, that's a starting the whole
0: beach Caribbean thought behind it too, that kind of creates another little level to it that uh, it doesn't quite fit into the alternative pop Yeah, uh, well, I always like Chelsea. to say
2: it's beach music for the locals. you like, go. You know, because there's like, you think of beach music and it's like there's two types. There's like the type for the person who is coming to vacation at the beach spot and then there's the way that the locals experience the beach, which is very different. Uh, you know, because you're working most of the time, and you just get to experience the beach in the off hours, yeah. mostly. Yeah. And, you, and it, it's like a real part of your life in like a much more like uh, intrinsic way. Yeah, you don't necessarily associate it with partying and like and, uh, and like vacation, you right. Know, you, right? You're also there when the ice is up to the, yeah. the yeah, houses and yeah. stuff
0: like that. It is, a, you know, and we're on the uh, the shore of Lake Michigan up in Southwest Michigan here. And Warren Dunes is right there, Um, you know, which you guys obviously felt strongly enough about to name the band after. Uh, And I mean, it's just an intense place to be like you're on the edge of civilization. You look out. you, You can't see anything else. You know, all you can see are the waves or maybe there's no waves or maybe there's a little boat. But, you know, there's there's civilization behind you, gas stations, you know, stores, people. And you look out, and hundreds of miles there's nothing. There's there's uh, only the natural world right in front of you that is almost impenetrable because of of uh, you know your limitations of of being on the shore of the of the lake. So
2: yeah, yeah. and when you mention that, it makes me realize that like like one main difference is is when you're a local when you experience the beach, even if you just go during the daytime and just lay on the beach, you're usually going to beaches that that most people don't know about so it's a very quiet and like meditative experience but when you're vacationing somewhere the beach is like you know like a really energized place where everybody's playing in the water and stuff like that um so i think personally having grown up here like when i think of just hanging out on the beach i'm just like laying with my eyes closed just listening feeling the wind blow Mm -hmm. listening to the waves and like that just you know just gets in your in your in your spirit
0: yeah 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 good point um We mentioned this uh, when we were listening to the song before, but this is a a different musical approach for both of you, it sounds like, that the past bands you've been in and the music that you were playing, this was, you know, you've reached a new point when you started working with Julia and doing this music in this band. Agreed. Uh, So, Dominic, what kind of music had you been playing prior to, uh, you know, working with Jared and Julia and forming Warren Dunes.
3: Yeah. Um, well, with Jared and I, we pl- have more of a, a rock band together.
0: Um, and what was the name of that one?
3: That's Electric No No.
0: Electric No No.
3: Yeah. And then Julia and I were playing in a band called Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount. And that one more aired, aired on the side of psychedelia. Um, but like with that group, I think we were just writing songs from the gut shooting from the hip, um, and they, they'd encapsulate, uh, capture a lot of different things we were feeling and experiences we were going through, and with this band, the main difference is we're coming with it with an idea of what we want to insert to every song as best that we can and have it come out something unique, but with, with that being brought in as a bass level so the idea of something that's more Caribbean or island sounding you know I'm always looking for moments in the song to incorporate that kind of rhythm to give you that kind of feel it definitely it doesn't always come out to be like the the thing that you hear the most but uh, you know I'm always trying to think about it and we're always all trying to think about it how can we bring this back to the idea of of the beach scene of the beach feel? of the the caribbean style of music and i think that's something unique because in all my other bands it was like this is the song we did and that's the style w- that we happen to come up with but this one there's always that like i'm trying to insert this element into it and that's been a really fun unique experience especially because it's something new so that's been my experience with it
2: well, for me specifically, it's it's Harry Harry Belafonte. Like, yeah. uh, not not necessarily all Caribbean music, but that just his what he specifically did. I think he's like a master of that genre, as far as on the pop side of that. Um, there's probably many more people that have done great things, but like I I, I really I try to think of like his what he. Some element from his music to try to put into everything Whether is
0: is Julia from Seattle the Seattle no, she's
2: year? from Maryland
0: okay, basically. so all three of you are from somewhere else and you all ended up in Seattle. Do you kind of you know do you feel that you're outsiders kind of introducing like these new ideas to the Seattle music scene? you know what's your how, how does it feel like to to get up there and and becoming at the audience with sort of this Midwest perspective on, uh, or, so it's a Midwest perspective, but it's also a, um, uh, you know, a a beach perspective. So it's not like a beach town and you're bringing beach music. It's a tech town or a um, inland, you know, uh, city. Yeah,
2: it's, well, Seattle, I always think of it as like a boom in a bus town, like, so, Throughout its history, it's either been like everybody wants to live there or nobody wants to live there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're transplants is actually not the anomaly. It's it's kind okay. of like a fun thing. Yeah. When we meet a local, we tell each other we're like, "Oh my gosh, I let her. met a real local, like somebody <laughs> who's from here." And I, I and I we actually say that to my son who is you know born in. Seattle, we're like, you're, you're, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're local. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're like, you're one of those, those rare <laughs> people you meet. Okay.
0: So it's a, a big transplant city. Yeah. A lot so of everybody's are bringing ideas in yeah.
2: constantly from all over the place. And it's, you know, it, it really pushes you. And, um, in a lot of ways, uh, that, that culture. And I think that that's, there's a real entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit there. Um, so everybody is. is a lot of people are creative there. not you know not just musicians mm-hmm. uh even the business people are really creative and you know you you can see that by seeing all the businesses that have started there um everybody just really supports new ideas uh and what innovation yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i i don't i am not going to say that i know like the i'm, I'm like a master or uh, a historian of of the city or whatnot so i don't want to you know like start saying things that aren't true <laughs> but um but you can definitely feel that when you're there. Like um, there's that definitely an, this, the, the community embraces just, just things news. that other people might think are kind of wild ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: would say there's every type of genre of music and art lives there somewhere. And it's, had, it's all had its heyday in the city at some point, from funk to rock to folk to hip-hop. Um, we especially have an amazing hip-hop scene. Right now, over the last couple years, but it's all there, and so there you can get any little slice of it you want. And one of the great things that I think we heard from a friend um, when we were starting this band is like treat it like there's never been a band before. You know, like no one's ever done this before, and that really like helps you release all your your baggage from from the creative process. and And I think a lot of people there are are doing that i'm I'm sure it's happening in other places too but i can only speak to seattle um but i feel that's there and I, I think we we can all feel that and so we don't have a problem bringing in something that's a little odd or doesn't fit because none of us fit and at the same time we all fit so
0: so i i noticed something on your website that um uh, you know is a little bit different than um many of the bands that that people go to see and that's that you uh, regularly contribute to various charities um, from the profits of your live music shows. How did that come about? i what a great idea! And uh, you know, it's it's really cool that you do that and have these particular beneficiaries that you that you steer toward.
2: So I think it it started. Um, well, ho- homelessness is is an issue on on the the forefront of everybody's mind that lives in Seattle because it's it's very. Um,
0: Public. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you know, there's you, homeless people. You and can't you avoid see them You and can't and
2: avoid it. the mm-hmm. you, the, the, uh, the city. Um, I, I don't know. I don't remember when I, I when I was going to school in Chicago. I don't remember there being anything called the tent city. Uh, did, I don't know. Have you seen those in Chicago?
0: You know, they I, they kind of informally have them. Um, and uh Chicago's different because it gets so cold that you know, you really have to yeah. want to stay in Chicago, but, uh,
2: that's true. Yeah. So the, the climate is more temperate and, um, there's just people living, you know, in a lot of parks and whatnot that are, um, you know, um, that just don't have homes. And, uh, and I, when the most recent boom happened there, um, which is still happening, uh, you know, uh, it, it seemed like the homeless issue became more, um, intense than it was. And um, I I don't know exactly. uh, I don't want to say it's one cause or the other, but um, it's it was definitely on our mind when we started this band and we wanted to help. And then the 2016 election was very intense. And it, you know, we were feeling like we wanted to do something. as not just complain we wanted you positive know, for our community yeah we just wanted to feel like we we're doing something with action unless you know not necessarily just like saying we wanted something so we wanted and and we thought that would feel good so we thought this was an, an easy way it's hard you know it's hard to give away half of your your door yeah um every time when you're first starting out and whatnot but we really feel like it's an important thing to do and um We've really been able to, you know, interact with some really cool people, and uh, you know, it's we we say small but mighty. Um, so we, we, you know, we've only been able to raise, you know, like three four thousand at, at, uh, dollars right now. But um, we feel like we've also been able to like, like uh, give people the heads up on these these really cool um, uh, businesses that are in, and um, nonprofits that are doing really good work in the city and whatnot. So.
0: I mean, it's an approach that could catch on, and maybe other bands will start doing that. And
3: Well, uh, Pearl Jam stole our idea. Yeah. <laughs> we started doing it, and then they started, tried to do it, and they did do it, and then they raised $11 million. So yeah. we are like, oh
0: Pearl Jam. That was all, yeah, that was totally a <laughs> <Bastard>. <laughs> It's like, well, wait a minute. That was our idea. All right, so you have this uh, EP that just came out. It uh, came out April 19th, Welcome to and Dunes, and it was, and it, it sounds like it was created over a period of time and you were able to release some of the songs earlier on. Um, uh, you know, what was the process for your recording? Do, do you guys do your own production? Do you go into a studio? Do you, do you work with anyone in particular on that? You know, how did that all happen?
2: Uh, yeah, we, we worked with, uh, a guy named Don Farwell, who we've been working with for years and he has this really, really beautiful studio in Seattle called earwig studio. Uh, and, um, and Julia especially um, worked. Well, we we all went in together and we recorded the basic tracks, and then um, Julia did a lot of overdubs. I did I did my overdubs, but there was definitely a point where Julia and Dom and Don sat down together because uh, yeah. you you basically you, you just <coughs> Dom's like the overseer of the drums. Um, especially, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a really important part I of the other stuff. I think it's a really, I think it's a really important part of the process <laughs> that is, you, is. you make sure the drum sound is good because that's a, me, that's like of, a mystery to me. I, I have yeah. no idea. I have no input on that whatsoever. Um, and then, you know, they just work together and they, they get something that, and I have complete trust, you know, and that Julia, Julia does a lot of production on her own as well with her solo stuff. Um, so, um, I really love her ideas and, uh, and uh, me and Dom have somewhat similar ideas with our tastes, um, so you know we just make sure everybody's represented, and uh, we work with somebody in this case, Don, that we really uh, enjoy what they what they do, and that's how we we came up with this. And I felt really good about this, the CP. Yeah, it
3: yeah. was fun. We recorded all the tape too, two inch tape, which was oh, cool. gave um, us a nice warm sound to it all. No take backs, but so you had to <laughs> you had to find the right tape. Um, and when with the, when you do that with the mixing process, we call that inside, call it inside the box when you don't do it digitally because you can't change anything inside the box once it's done. And then anything outside the box is done more digitally, and you can kind of mess with it as you go along a little bit more. So we did the vocals, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we did the vocals outside of the box, and so we have just our our really warm instrumental tracks that we're able to combine it with. Um, so that was that was a really neat thing to have experienced, finally getting to do something on two-inch tape. And it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to see him press the rewind button even. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's just cool.
1: I like that the, the tape rewinding. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to punch you in. You have yeah. 10 seconds. Brrr. And at the <laughs> beginning
3: of uh, Crosstown Villain, you can hear the tape rewinding. Or starting up, it goes
4: Whoop.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's
4: what that is. It's cool.
0: <laughs> and right. as, you
4: know,
2: as far as recording for ourselves, um, adam i feel like we did that kind of stuff a lot when we were growing up yeah because um, me and adam were in bands after high school uh-huh. together we all recorded our own stuff but i, I don't know what, how you felt about that but i think after like the second album like i was completely emotionally exhausted and like i was like i just want to make the music I'll, i will pay yeah. Yeah. i will pay somebody else to well do that's what I, I work at third job yeah. I, don't care. That's,
1: I, I was audio engineering at columbia and i i'm after a couple of years, then I'm like, I don't ever want to look at another drop down menu again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I had a nice little setup at home and I haven't turned it on in like five years. I'm just like, no, and just it's
2: just so exhausting being on both sides of the process. Yeah, like you being the artist and the person recording and, and mixing it. It's just like,
1: yeah, well, I like the like science of, <clears throat> of recording. Like, I like moving the mic, you know, or whatever for to change it, uh, change the sound or whatever, but I don't ever want to stare at another computer screen again. Like, I yeah, know that, so. totally. But. It's good to have somebody else to do it so you don't have to do all of it.
0: And you guys um, played all the instruments on the album. There weren't any additional musicians brought into it, or, or were there? I don't,
3: th- I don't think this one. In the past, we, we've used people to do certain things, uh, especially when we need horns. Obviously, we, we can't do that, and we prefer to have live instruments instead of a, a track or, or a synth do it. Um, but I don't think anybody else played on this record. Mm-mm, not this one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you talk about live shows, and you guys are in town for a series of live shows, right? Um, that must be kind of fun getting to see all your old friends and you know, going to all the old places that you used to hang out, and uh, getting to play in some of the newer venues um, that maybe didn't even exist when when you were uh, growing up here and all that. Uh, how's it been? You know, what kind of have you been having fun? Was that good?
2: Yeah. Well, we o- we only had one show so far. Um, we're just at the beginning of the tour. Yeah, um, and that was in Chicago. We played at Martyrs, which we had never played at before. Oh, Where, Martyrs think, is great. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> it was, it was awesome. a really great space, and it was a good turnout and uh, really great energy in the room. So that was that was really fun. Nice. And then Julia played the New Buffalo Public Library yesterday cool. to a, a bunch of uh, young budding fans. All right. Uh, so that you know, get them young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they you know they talked about. Um, and
0: you have a, a son too, right? I did. Like, so
2: yeah, he was able to go to that. Yeah, so that that's was, good. That was good. And then um, uh, most of the places we're playing, I've actually never played before. Um, maybe you did when you were, because like I said, Dom was was um, playing out a lot more when he lived here. But I
0: want to um, say you guys are playing at the uh, the park in New Buffalo. too. We are. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and, and that's funny you said that because that is the one place I have played before. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The because uh, my, my band growing up, Munchie's Wheelchair, we did our one and only New Buffalo show there. And um, the only people that showed up were our our family members. And I have this letter that I wrote to every kid in my high school. And I sent it out on email, which it is. <laughs> and I've saved it all these years. And I read it recently. And it was so intense. I was like, I'm so glad I saved it because I could like get some perspective on that situation. But I, it was it was titled "The Kids of Today," and I was like, I I definitely had these, uh, I had this like fantasy of New Buffalo being this like huge, like uh, mecca for for uh, indie and and uh, like an indie music scene and whatnot. Uh-huh. But I don't think yeah. Now looking back on it, I, um, I could see how maybe it my 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 excitement for it wasn't necessarily uh, realistic. I can identify with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, but if we all do, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. all covered this one time. You'd see how great it was. And people are like, mmm. that's exactly <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was like, if we, if you guys, I think
2: in the, in the letter I said, if you guys would have come, <laughs> yeah. you, you have no idea what this could do for this city. or something like yeah. that. You know, you just like,
0: well, it sounds like going to Seattle, you found the right city for that kind of, uh, excitement and passion and momentum. And, uh, that's that's great what so what are you guys uh are you um working on any new material or new albums
2: oh yeah yeah we um we have uh, a couple albums worth more songs i'd say right now but we're, we're 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 um definitely starting to think about another release next year um and and uh we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some more shows, backing up this record and what and, and whatnot. But we're we're gonna, we're gonna be playing some new stuff on on the road, um, and uh, hopefully by next the end of next year, we'll have another another record. Have we'll you already gone into out, the studio
0: with those? Uh, no, or you're just no. developing the songs yeah, now, playing Yeah, we're and live. writing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're really for sure.
2: looking forward to playing those in front of people and like getting yeah. kind of a vibe on
0: where they're at cool so all right so tomorrow sunday july 28th playing at the tap house in michigan city and then uh thursday august 1st at the ignition music garage in goshen indiana and then you're going out to detroit on august 3rd next saturday to pj's logger house and and then the following wednesday august 7th that's when you're going to be at the uh memorial park that, um the be, the shell or whatever uh, yeah. Yeah. at the park there
2: and then august 2nd i don't know if it's on there but we'll be at shakespeare's too yeah up in
0: Double kalamazoo I, I did just kind of uh, gl- gloss over that oh no worries sorry no worries. One one thing, if you don't mind, if I I plug,
3: on uh, August 5th, we're going to be doing a DJ night at this place called The False Front in New Buffalo. Oh, sure. David's Deli. Yeah. Yeah, So we're just like for three hours going to play a bunch of Seattle bands that we like. Awesome. uh, I've been kind of putting together a playlist for the last 10 years of all my favorite tracks. So I'll probably just play
0: that. Uh, What night is that?
2: uh monday august 5th from right. 7 to 10
0: cool yeah all right
2: and and in the meantime we're gonna try to catch some local shows too are, are beer hippies playing at all Adam? not in the next couple of weeks until the end of september just had the cubby bear show. yeah yep oh you played the cubby bear awesome. yeah that yeah,
0: was awesome
2: yeah it's a ton of fun <laughs> totally yeah so we're yeah
0: all right. Uh, so this is uh, Johnny Secret Stash, and I'm John Goldman, and I'm here with Adam Conley, my co-host, and we are fortunate enough to have uh, Jared and Dominic uh, Cortez from w- the Warren Dune, Do- the band called Warren Dunes, based out of Seattle, with us today. Um, this is uh, WRHC 106.7. Radio Harbor Country out of Three Oaks, and uh, also available on WRHZ ninety three point five out of Sawyer, Michigan. We are underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And I want to close us out with another one of your songs. And uh, what do you what do you want me to play here? I can play another one from Welcome to Warren Dunes, the new EP you guys released in April, or we can uh, try to find that that live. Uh, uh youtube video of uh Uh, learning it all again
2: uh how about track one off the record what's that uh running running for for cover cover? no not uh, Uh. running for cover but come find me yeah yeah come find me. all right
0: yeah all right sounds good well thanks again guys great to have you you here thank you Enjoy the rest yeah, of your time in the Midwest. You know, uh, you're hitting this week. This is a really nice week of weather, too. So, yeah, <laughs> that, ho- that has not been happening not all the We're straight into winter Australia's right
3: Australia. now in Seattle So yeah. already. So, we're happy yeah. to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Good night, everybody.